Oh, welcome to the Warm Down Podcast. Uh, today's a special ep- episode, which is going to feature solely about the UFC 265 card, the Derek Lewis versus Cyril Kane um, interim heavyweight title card. We're going to look at it in its entirety. Today I'm with, with Rem. We're going to go um, look at the, the card from top to bottom, uh, go through them each, each um, fight and talk about the interesting points with them. Um, no better place to start than the main event between Derek Lewis and Cyril Kane for the UFC interim heavyweight title. The winner will obviously be in line to face uh, the, the champion, uh, Francis Ngannou. So, Rem, how do you see this fight going between Derek Lewis and Cyril Kane? Um, before we break down the fight, well, let's let's go through the main card first. Um, and then we'll start from the top of the card and then work our way down. And there's a few fights that I want to talk about at the end, just uh, some of the prelim fights that um, are some good matchups. Um, so, as you said, we've got Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gann for the um, interim heavyweight title. Um, the co-main event is in the bantamweight division. Um, has number five bantamweight Jose Aldo versus number nine Pedro Munoz, two Brazilians. Then it's the waterweight division, um, ranked fifth, Michael Chiesa, unbeaten in this division, versus number six, Vicente Luque, of a woman's strawweight belt. This is a rematch from like six years ago or something. Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill, two top 15 ranked women. Um, and then the open up the card is the bantamweight division again with Song Yadong versus Casey Kenny, And then we'll get talking about um, some other fights after, um, which stand out to me on the card. Um, we can start on that, obviously, from the top, as I said. We'll go with the Derrick Lewis-Cyril-Gan fight. Um, let's start on Derrick Lewis, number two ranked. Was supposed to fight Nganu for the title, but Nganu wasn't ready, told the UFC that he wasn't ready to fight that quickly after winning the belt. He went to Cameroon, he celebrated a bit. Um, so the UFC moved on. This is this fight's actually happening in um, Derek Lewis's hometown of Houston. So it kind of made sense um, putting out for the interim heavyweight title. Do you know what I mean? It For the crowd, it will definitely bring more eyes to it. There was actually supposed to be another title fight between Nunes and Julia Pena. That got cut because Nunes got COVID. I think you mentioned it, I think, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, the um, last episode, yeah. Yeah, so I'll let you go have first dips on um, Derek Lewis. Um, his journey, let's talk about his journey to, to this point. It's, it's kind of crazy that he's here. He's a guy who didn't take the sport very seriously. Once he lost to... Um, Daniel Cormier in his first title fight, this will actually be his second, second title fight, even though it's the interim one. Um, and he got choked out kind of easily. Um, Cormier ran through him. Cormier is an elite athlete. And at that time, Lewis wasn't really taking sports serious. So it's kind of testament to him. He's found himself back in his position. But um, hey, what do you think of Derek Lewis? I think he's an animated character. I really like him. I like his personality. And I lo- one thing I love about him as well is his, his honesty. I mean, going to that fight against um, 
Daniel Cormier, you know, he, he he knew he wasn't the best. He wasn't in the best shape. But, you know, it was an opportunity to, you know, go for the title. Um, and I know by his admission, he didn't take the, the, you know, the fight seriously and he got out, outclassed because, you know, Daniel Cormier is at elite level. Um, he has worked his well way back up, but he's just got such incredible power. Um, he's so effective in the first couple of rounds. And if he, if he hits you, you're going to sleep. Um, he's got this infectious personality. I think, I think it's going to be an intriguing fight. I think he's going to have the crowd on his side. Uh, but I really, you know, I'm kind of rooting for him in, in some ways, you know, kind of, you know, he's got himself back into this position. I hope he kind of um, gets an opportunity to maybe, you know, he's beaten in Garner. Obviously, in Garner at the time wasn't the Garner we saw against Stipe. Uh, but he's had some impressive um, results leading up to this fight, um, beating uh, Curtis Blades, um, it, you know, knockout again um, in February. Uh, Vanoff as well, my decision uh, back in November. And Olenek as well, another total total knockout uh, last August. So again, he's he's got that momentum on his side, and he obviously wants to put on a show for his fans. And he's up against a guy, Cyril Game. For me, he's just an anomaly in my opinion because he doesn't he doesn't act like what a heavyweight's supposed to. A bit of a throwback. Um, he's got a very very good style to him, very technically sound, and you know he's been in some you know some good fights. I mean, especially against um, Volkov, uh, I thought it was a really good technical. Uh, fight which showed his ability to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, he's got a great engine, great diversity in terms of his striking. Um, his groundwork is brilliant, and also the combinations that he uses. And he's got very good, you know, good cardio. So I think that's going to be a factor into the uh, the fight against Lewis. Uh, mm-hmm. Lewis, I think, is going to be effective in the first couple of rounds, trying to go hunt him down. But I, I think uh, Gaines going to obviously have that um, option where he wants to take him to the the championship rounds to kind of um, outclass him or counter anything that he does. Uh, but, you know, I think gain over, over the five rounds might just, might just win it on points. Um, yeah. On Derek Lewis, the, as I said, the journey has been, it's been eventful for him. As I said, he's, he's, he's had his ups and downs, but as his career has gone on, obviously at the defeat in, in, in November, 2018 against um, Cormier, he said, he said, that, that's where he said, you know what, I've got to this position of being a world champion. Why don't I start behaving like a guy who wants to win a title? Because I have the ability to. Um, he, he lost to Dos Anjos in, in his next fight, but the even off fight was, was very close, to be honest. So he could have almost had three defeats in a row because that was he squeezed that. Latifi again... Uh, uh, that one was a unanimous decision in, in his favour. I don't know if he won that fight either. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was very close. Mm. But then the Olenek um, knockout and then the, the, I mean, his last performance, the Curtis Blaze knockout. Yeah. Scary man, Derek Lewis. Scary man. And the interesting thing about him and Cyril Gannett, complete opposites. Complete opposites. Like, Derrick Lewis, to be honest, has showed athleticism in his fights. Like, he's, he's produced a, a, a kind of flying knee. He, he's he's add, added some kicks to his arsenal. Um, but as you said, with Cyril Gann, he's, I would argue with you, throwback is the wrong word. He's 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 the future. He, he's a, he's like an advanced heavyweight at this point. You know what I mean? His, his, yeah. his movement... Um, like a he, he, 
he's comfortable everywhere. He's got a couple submissions to his name. So if he wants to try and take this ground to the fight, um, sorry, this fight to the ground, don't know if he will, because um, <clears throat> it could be a struggle trying to make it happen. But And also the warning is what um, Derek Lewis did to Curtis Blaze. If you try to take him down, you get it wrong. You shoot wrong. You 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 do a lazy sh- shot and and listen. Derek Lewis just has to touch your chin, touches your chin, and it's lights out. So again, I would agree with you. On points is is Cyril Gann's most likely route to victory here. Um, I don't know if Derek Lewis can last the whole five rounds. He does pace himself. He does pace himself, and he, he can afford yeah. to pace himself because he has that power. Um, I mean, the the knockout of Volkov, which got him the first title shot, was he was getting beat up until that last like forty seconds minute maybe in that fight, and and he produced a, a, a crazy knockout, crazy knockout. You know what I mean? So he's a guy who 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 knows the his power, power, power through, huh? His power carries through for all the five rounds. Well, as I said, it's about him reserving energy. Now, can he afford to reserve energy against Gan? Yeah, in a way, because I think he knows that if this is a point fight, Cyril Gan is a point fighter. That's what he does, and he's very good at it. He is elite. He looks elite. Um, Let's see him take out some top competition, but he impressed against Volkov. Um... Against um, Rosenstruck, he did what he needed to to get the victory comfortably. He was never in trouble. Um, Volkov, you can see, he slightly stepped up the aggression a little to kind of answer back the critics a bit. But still, he he, he, he doesn't take unnecessary risks and you can't take risks against Derek Lewis because Derek Lewis will knock you out cold. So, on the Derek Lewis point of view, we know how Derek Lewis wins his fight. It's, Touch his chin. Um, you've been checking Cyril Gan, as you said. You've been impressed with how he, he's just an anomaly. He's a different kind of guy at this weight. Um, yeah, talk talk on that a bit more. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of echo what I meant uh, said there. I think he's completely different. He's got that that variety. I mean, his striking's improved as the opposition. I mean, I was very impressed in the Volkov fight. Very Again, it was a very technical fight, uh, but he was able to, you know, during the exchanges, was able to show his class, especially with the uppercuts, his knees, and just the striking's very, very quick. Um, his movement as well, and, uh, and the pace, the way he times himself is really good. Mm. I'm quite intrigued to see how um, Derek Lewis kind of ha- handles it in terms of, you know, you mentioned about the, the pace and I think it's going to be important because I think Cyril Gann, for me, is, is looking at this as a five five round fight. But, I you know, I think the best thing for Lewis would be to try try jump on him early and see how he deals under in, intense pressure because, you know, you've got a man like Derek Lewis who has that knockout power. This is a now a step up in class for Gann to kind of see whether or not he has that ability to negate what Lewis brings, brings to the table. But... Do you think now, obviously, now it's a second fight, second fight as a, you know, a, you know, a world title fight. Do, do you see any adjustments that he can make from, or he thinks he's learned from his lesson from the first fight in terms of, you know, his professionalism or I'm looking at his physique and stuff. It's still a bit, a bit slimmer than than what it was um, 
against Cormier. So I don't know whether or not he's kind of kind of slimmed up to kind of accommodate the five five rounds. But I expect Gan to kind of you know trying to stretch him out and kind of outclass him and and trying to turn this into a, a cardio fest. Um. Yeah, he's definitely taking it more seriously, as I said. Like, um, he said it himself, and you can see it in his physique. He's, he looks a lot more in shape. He, he said that he used to train for, I think it was an hour or something, and or half an hour, and that was it. Like, he just went on it. Um, but as yeah. I said, it's crazy. He finds himself in this position. He's got the record for most knockouts in heavyweight division. I, I, I believe he's joined at the moment, and he can overtake that. Um, yeah. But it's a crazy thing. He puts himself in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Derek Lewis, and this is a guy who didn't yeah. take the sport very seriously. Yeah. Um, look, we know the same with boxing, these heavier guys, you don't have to be technically brilliant, you just have to have heart, and and, and you have to have yeah. the ability, the natural ability to punch. And Derek Lewis definitely, definitely has that. You know what I mean? So, um, Do you think Cyril Gann hits hard enough to kind of get the respect from Lewis? Is he going to stand there and trade? Or do you reckon he's just going to be on the back foot throughout the fight? Um, look, what you said before, does he come out hot off the blocks or, or does he take his time? I think if he takes his time, it, it plays itself into Cyril's hands. But Cyril also will try trips, will try take him down if, if he needs to. And Derek Lewis doesn't really do that. Derek Lewis wants to stand with you, mm. wants to be in range. Sometimes he plays possum and, and you think you've hurt him and, and, and he suckers you into to a, to a crazy overhand. So it's it's a tricky one for Cyril Gam because, as I said, he's a point fighter. What does he do? Go for the knockout, take the risk and get knocked out himself. He's in this position now, get the title. That's, that's what his job is to do. Get the fight, title, sorry, move on. And when you fight, um, if you get to fight Francis Ngannou, you, you know, it, it's it's a huge fight. It's a huge fight for him. And, and they used to be training partners and stuff. So that would be very interesting. We know Derek Lewis and Ngannou fought before. We know it was the, probably the worst fight ever, um, yeah. which was hyped up to be a crazy fight. If they fight again, I don't think that happens at all. Um they both how, how far do you think? Yeah, go on. I was gonna say, I mean, look at obviously Garner, obviously to how he's kind of progressed. How how far do you think he can go? Is he the next next star, the next breakout star? And obviously so we've got guys like Adesanya, Osman, and obviously Ingarno himself. Is he kind of the next guy to come uh, through to kind of be the no, 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 not, not on that, not on them kind of terms. He, he can speak English, which is always a plus. He's from France. Mm. He, he, he can speak good English, though. He's, he's a big guy. He's, you can see his athleticism when you watch him. He's talented, very talented. So on the talent scale, yes, I just think mm. he just doesn't have the charisma. He's not, uh, he's not a disrespectful guy. He's a respectful guy. Yeah. Um, so is he going to be a star like another Sanjay or something? No. But can he be heavyweight champion? Yeah, he has all the ability, man. He, he really does. And, and from the very first time I saw him, I said, this guy looks, he looks different. And mm. that movement is going to cause a problem for a lot of heavyweights. There was a, there was a heavyweight from England called um, 
Aspinall, and he 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 yeah. was very similar, light on his feet. But you would say Cyril Gant's striking is on another level in, in, yeah. in terms of that he can use his feet, he can use his knees, he, he can use his elbows. His, his Muay Thai is very good. So, yeah, Aspinall obviously has, has a little journey to go, but I'm impressed with him as well. So, yeah, on the terms of, of can he be a star, he can definitely be champion. As I said, is he going to be personality-wise? I don't know if he has, a, he has that star dust about him. Maybe it'll come out. Mm. Maybe it'll come out. I, I don't yeah. know. But at this point, he's had a lot of fights where some people are like, he doesn't take the risk necessary to become a star. He could be a superstar mm. if he wanted to. But he's he's a technical guy. And, and that's how he wants to win his fights. And listen, the most important thing is that he wins at the end of the day. I know it's entertainment. So look, to answer your question, the better for the entertainment factor, which to be a star, you must have. He... he at this yeah. point, he doesn't have it. Yeah, no, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think he's got all the attributes in terms of technically speaking to be, you know, definitely heavyweight champion. But the other, you know, the charisma cycle he needs a bit of working on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great fight, nevertheless. Yeah. Um, so I think you said before by points you would put Cyril Gannon and a knockout Derrick Lewis. If you had to make a prediction, who, who do you think Lewis? Find in, in 25 minutes finds his chin that that enough times to, to knock him out, or do you think Sirogan just outpoints him? I think Sirogan's going to go down, you know, wants to take the fight to deep waters into, into the five round. I think Lewis's best opportunities in the first and the second round get you know, try to get the jump on him, try to make him uncomfortable. And if he if he gets if he connects, it's good night, good night, Gan. I think that's where Lewis is going to get his best opportunity. Uh, but I think Gan's skills, and I think he'll be aware of maybe Lewis trying to start off fast. He's going to, you know, I think it's just going to be a systematic, try to break him down. I mm. think it's going to be a convincing points victory for, for Gan. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. I mean, listen, as I said, if, if Lewis gets the win, I think it will be spectacular. It'll be a spectacular moment. Yeah. The fact that he's going to be at Houston and it will be spectacular in the form that we know that when he takes people out, it's usually, as I said, that knockout from that knockout on um, Blades was crazy. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I would my official pick would be um, Cyril Gann as well. Um, we can move on now to the bantamweight division. Um, the former featherweight champion and former bantamweight title contender Jose Aldo up against fellow Brazilian Pedro Munoz. Big fight for Aldo. Big fight for Aldo. Um, he's coming into this. Obviously, of the of he had lost to um Yan, Yan, or however you want to pronounce his name. Um, but he got back onto winning terms, if I'm correct, against yeah, Marlon Vera. Um, before that, he had lost through in a row. He lost that split decision to Marlon Moraes. A lot of people didn't agree with it. I actually did. I, I thought he did lose that last round. He 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 pressured Marlon, but Marlon landed the better strikes. And uh, I think Marlon deserved to win that um, two rounds to one. Um, and he lost also kind of convincingly and unanimous decision to Volkanovski. So what, what more does Aldo have left at this point? 
it'll be interesting because Pedro Munoz loves yeah. a, he loves the scrap. Will Aldo produce uh, that? Yeah. The the worry for me with Aldo is is he started to tire. Um, I don't know if it is the cut to bantamweight. I know he did look very good and he paced himself a little better. Um, Marlon Moraes, he, he still looked lively in, in, into the third round. Part Yan up until the third round, he was looking good. He just completely fell off and, and Yan systematically just destroyed him after that. Um, and against Marlon Vera, he produced a very good, uh, a very, sorry, very smart fight. Very smart fight. Um, I think he got a takedown towards the end, of the third round, and kind of, I think he almost had, I think he had Vera's back, if I'm right. I might be wrong. Um, and he kind of held that position for the rest of the fight. So it's always entertaining with Jose Aldo. You just don't know what you could see. You don't know if, if, if he's going to bring it back. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's what do you, what would you think for for Jose? What, what what more do you think? Obviously, he's had that he, that kind of goat status at favorweight, whether he still yeah. has it. Some may say it's Max Holloway, um, but what do you think's left in in Jose? I mean, Jose's been a brilliant, you know, ambassador for the UFC. I mean, he's been in notable fights, and at a period of time, you would have considered him as the best featherweight in the world for you know that unbeaten run that he had. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, yeah, pound for pound, hundred percent. But I think after the the McGregor loss, I think there's been a, a been a decline, and he's been in, you know, he's still been in some high profile fights. The two fights with Max Holloway, I think that took a lot out of him. Where I think Holloway convincingly beat him. Fights. Yeah, convincingly <laughs> just beat him, and I, I mean Holloway for me, like you said, it makes the argument he was he's probably overtaking him as the best featherweight. At the time, but he's he's been in some meaningful fights um, since that point, and obviously cutting weight as well. I think that that you know going down to bantamweight that also kind of affects your performance. Might affect you, you know. To be honest, um, like, at this stage of his career, yeah. he's done that. A lot of guys move up in, in weight towards the end of their career. I, I mean, Jose, I thought was a lot older than he actually is. I, I, yeah. I believe he's at like 34 now. Um, you would have thought, he, he, yeah, he's 34. You would have believed he's older. Than that. Um, but got miles on the clock. Yeah, he's got a he's got a lot of fights. Um, a 25 and seven record. Is it 25? No, 29 and seven record. Yeah, hell of a lot yeah. of fights. Um, he took some damage, as I said, the Yan. He got knocked out by Connor Badley. But obviously, before that Connor fight, he hadn't lost in basically forever, <laughs> nearly forever. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and obviously, the the, the, Max the names he's beaten as well. Hmm? The names he's beaten before he got defeated as well. I mean, yeah, some he's, good he's names a legend, he's, you know, he's, he's beaten. Yeah, one one hundred percent. WC. Yeah, I, I think I think he's lost that leg kicks. Man, the leg kick game is kind of. Died out. I don't know why. I don't know if there's damage there, and 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 he don't like to flare it up. I'm not sure, but he's gone away from a lot of the kicking. He brought it back a little bit. I think it was in the Marlon Moraes fight. Um, yeah. And talk about leg kicks. Pedro Munoz loves leg kicks. His last victory, his last fight, sorry, against um, Jimmy Rivera. He he damaged Jimmy Rivera's legs um, badly. 
give it to Rivera, man. He, he battled through the whole fight. Um, was was trying to win the, the whole time, but he, he was kind of badly compromised at one stage. I thought, I thought it was going to be over, to be honest. He was on some serious leg kicks. Um, Pedro has that knockout against Garbrandt as well. He's a very competitive fighter. He's, he's, he gets in wars. He don't mind the scrap. He's decent on the ground. I think it'd be an entertaining fight, man. I really do. It, it, it could be fight of the night. It really could. Um, there's another fight that I'm going to mention later on. I, I think that's a good shot for fight of the night as well. But yeah, I think this one definitely is. Yeah. Um, who do you think the victory is, is more important for? Jose at this stage? Um, to kind of keep it going, he, he obviously, as I said, he picked up a victory in his last fight. Before that, he, he lost three in a bounce. Or Pedro, who, who, with that fight against Frankie Edgar, wasn't far off a title shot. And arguably, he won that fight. It was so close. Listen, Frankie Edgar is the reason why I'm a UFC fan. Um, I always yeah. like fighting, but I've always liked um, martial arts. But And Anderson Silva, obviously, seen the knockouts and stuff, attracts you to the sport. But that made me a hardcore was, was Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar versus um, Gray Mino, too. That that was that was the fight that drew me in. So I know I wanted Frankie to win that, and I was happy that Frankie got the nod. But it was so close with Pedro Munoz. So Pedro Munoz is a very competitive fight, fight a very dangerous fight for Jose at this stage. Um, do you have a prediction on who you think will win it? Yeah, I, I think the, going back to your point, what you said about the importance of this fight, I think you know Aldo. He's, he's come down now to bantamweight. He wants to make an impression. Obviously, he lost it for the vacant title. I think it's important for him to kind of, you know, get a win. He's, he holds, a, you know, he's fifth in the rankings. But Pedro, you know, he wants to get as close as possible. So I think it's important for both. But I think, I think it maybe favors Pedro a bit more. I think he's a younger man. I think he's he's got he's he's chomping at the bits. This could be a good fight. You know, like you mentioned, two Brazilians. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of like the it could be considered the partial partial of the torch. So I, I think you know it's important for Aldo, but I think he's, I think more importantly, I think for Pedro, I think if he wants any, you know, to get up the rankings and have an opportunity at a title, you kind of you know, I think he has to beat him. But yeah, yeah, um, but I, I think Munoz will just will win. I just don't. I, I just question how much is left in Aldo, especially mm. now he's at you know at bantamweight. The cut in and trying to make the weight, you know, that that's taxing on anyone, especially when you've always fought, fought at featherweight. And like you mentioned, people tend to normally go up uh, as they get older. So you're going down, you know, your body, you know, your metabolism is different when you get older. So it's going to be a bit difficult. But I think, yeah, I think all the advantages go to Pedro for this one. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, the, the weight cut thing, as I said, he's he's looked good. He looked good. Um, it hasn't looked like a horrible weight cut. It, he looks like he's doing it really well. Um, but yeah, I would go with Munoz. I, I, I think I think he's going to have a little more hunger. As I say, he likes that scrap as well. Um, mm. They could be trading leg kicks at some point, which will be interesting. Um, but yeah. yeah, if I've had the prediction, I would say Pedro. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pedro stopped him in the third round. To be honest, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, move on to a a very interesting um, what fight. Yeah. 
between the fifth rank and sixth rank, sorry, what weight in the UFC? That's Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. Um, Chiesa is unbeaten at what weight, has four wins in a row. Luque is on a three fight win streak. All stoppages, been impressive. Last time out, he beat Tyrone Woodley um, by submission. Yeah. And, and, and that's not an easy thing. Tyron Woodley hasn't really been stopped many times. So I don't even know if he had been submitted before. Um, it, it, interesting fight um, because Luke is one of them fighters. He, he He's kind of fairly comfortable wherever. Um, he'll be... Yeah. He, 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 he'll, he'll be okay in the wrestling exchanges. It's just that Kiesa is a high level of, of wrestling. What he's shown... He is very hard to stop. He moved up from lightweight and lightweight. Joe Rogan should always say, "Listen, this guy is huge. How he makes this cut, mm. and and he was he lost his last couple of fights in, in lightweight, and he then moved up, and it's looked brilliant for him. And only now, when you look at him, you realize she, this guy's huge. Um, he's a very big man, very strong man. I just I don't know if he's going to be able to do that grinding style." and get away with it comfortably against Luca. In his fights previously, I think he's kind of, whenever he's wanted to to control it in that way, with his wrestling, he's been able to do it. Um, I'm just not sure if, if he'll be able to do that with Luca. I think he'll have to spend some time on his feet and an exchange with Luca, which, which is not a position you kind of want to be in. Um, he's a good striker. He's got a chin as well, man. He could take a shot. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 I'm looking forward to this, man, because I know Kamara Osman was saying, you know, um, Chiesa shouldn't be ignored. He shouldn't be ignored as, as, as a title contender. I know he's fighting mm-hmm. a guy one rank lower than him, but again, this is just taking out another guy who can push onto that next stage, you know what I mean? So I feel yeah. if Kiesa can win this, I, f- I think he'll be one more fight away from getting the title shot. And, and the same with, with, with Luke, to be honest, because he's, he's been impressive in his last three. I, mean, I know he's chasing that Nate Diaz fight. <sighs> what would that do for him in the ranking-wise? It, it's a name, so yeah. it might it might just push him up there. I'm, I'm not sure. Um He's not going to fight Gilbert Burns. This is his training partner. Think, yeah. He's like one of his best friends, so that, that yeah. won't happen. Um, but if a Kiesa victory happens, Kiesa against Burns is an interesting fight. Um, and if Luke wins... That might be a step too far. For who? Kiesa? For Kiesa, I think... I, I, I think the, the these two... Uh, this is a good... If he wants the title, sure. No, I, I, I agree. I think that... I've, yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I just think with these two, there's there's tears in the welterweight division. You got your Covenants, you got your Usmans, um, and just below that, and then below you probably got you know the Masvidals, and and you know I I think the winner of the, the, this fight, I think maybe the Wonder Boy, the Wonder Boy fight, I think is a is a good benchmark to see where they're at in terms of the, the real fringe to kind of high level, because I, I've been impressed with Luke. I think steadily he's risen. I know Chiesa's moved up, but I've been very impressed with Luque in terms of how every every opponent is it's, it's been a gradual step up. 
and this is this is a step up that he wants, and he's he's taken the opportunity, and he's got into so many wars. And if it's a trade up, I, I fancy him to get the job done. Um, and obviously that impressive win against Woodley. I know Woodley's on the decline, um, but I think the winner of this one, I'd like them to to maybe move on and fight maybe a um, a Wonder Boy or um, yeah, that type of level of a, of a fighter. I think they're on the fringes. I think. I just, I just think for, because of their streaks, Kiesa definitely. Mm. If he wins this, that's five in a row. I mean, depends how he wins it. Could he be next in line? Is it very possible? Because as I said, Usman has fought everybody else, and if he does beat Coverton, then he might say, "Look, I don't want to rematch Burns at this point." Um, Masvidal, he has got, he's got a fight. So the next one is. Then it's the Leon Edwards. There's Leon Edwards, but they're going to want to give Leon Edwards another fight, it seems. So, as I said, if Kiesa was to win and he was to... It was to... kind of not fall in his place, that he, the title shot doesn't become available as, as quickly as he wanted, then a fight with Edwards would make sense. Mm. Um, with Luke, yeah. he's actually lost to Wonderboy. Before his three-fight win streak... He lost to Wonderboy. He kind of got Wonderboy done what Wonderboy usually does. Systematically just mm. outpointing him, hurting Bardo. Like that's what I'm saying. The chin of Luke is impressive. Um mm. as I said, I give the striking edge to, to Luke for this fight. Um and obviously the the, the grappling you would you would give to um Kiesa, but Kiesa. As I said, if, if Luke gets four wins in a row, so if he was to win this fight, make it four wins in a row, um, maybe a Mazda? Yeah. I, I think it's always a natural step up, isn't it? Because you're, you're in, in that top five territory. And I, I, I like, um, I think if Luke wins, I think, yeah, a Masvidal fight, you know, a Leon Edwards fight. I, I think a couple of fights before he gets into that Usman territory, um, but listen, he, I think he's got a golden opportunity to win. This is a, it's a good fight. I think both of them, in, you know, at the moment, I think this is the best fight to, to be made. I think it could, it could potentially be a, a good one. I think um, both of them, you know, they have their ambitions to kind of get a title shot. Um, but I think they're a couple of fights away. But yeah, I think a big fight with a Masvidal or, or a Leon Edwards, I think that, that I mean, a winner of this, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to be a good fight. I, I just I fancy Luke. I think if it if he the striking and um, I know the wrestling from Kiesa is really good, but I think Luke. I think I've been impressed with his striking and he, he can mix it up a little bit. And he's, he's 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 when he goes and prepares to go to war, you know he's prepared to kind of go that extra distance to get the victory. Yeah. Um, I just have I just have to favor him. I, I like his style. I like I like the that never say die attitude and that mentality where he's always looking to fight the best. And um, yeah, I think that, I think just that will to win, just going to, I think we'll just get, get beat too much for Chiesa. In yeah. My opinion. Yeah. I, again, man, I, I think I agree with you, man. I, Toss of the coin. It is a, it's a tight one, man. It's a tight one because you could see Chiesa edging it on points. Would he be able to submit Luke? Very possibly. Um. I, I'm just not sure, man. At this point, I don't know who's favourite in the bookies. I don't have it up here. Um, I think it would probably be Kiesa. Um, so if you're going to win money, you would back Luke. Um, 
so I'll go with the underdog and and, and I think because uh, it's so tight I, I think Luke right that's the three main fights and then we'll just kind of quickly go through the rest of the card yeah um so next up is the women's strawweight belt a rematch from six years years back between Tisha Torres who's ranked number 10 and Angela Hill who's ranked number 12 um both ladies like a scrap that what they're Angela Hill has been begging for this one back. Torres, one duck and ever Torres was like, listen, I'm kind of moving on to higher things because Angela Hill just kind of broke into the top 15 recently. Um, she had a lot of close fights that she was on the wrong side of. Well, she feels the wrong side of. She feels good, good two, three fights. She's been blatantly robbed. The problem with Angela, I think, is Angela... For the judges, she's active, she's she pressures, she just doesn't she doesn't land the big enough shots, I think sometimes the clean enough shots. I think that's why the judges kind of maybe go against her sometimes. Um but I think both women are pumped for this, so it should be a good scrap. The women always scrap, they're always on a on a, on a scrap, so they throw down, man. So yeah, I, I, I think it'll be an interesting one. It'll be a big victory for Angela Hill if she can win this. She finally break into the top 10 if she wins this. Um, and Tisha Torres just knocking out, um, knocking by another contender because Angela Hill is in the women's division. They're, they're always looking for kind of new contenders. So you can kind of get, throw yourself in there along with the champion and, and Zhang Weili and you can you can be that next kind of in line. So with the women, the one good thing about the women, the women do fight their contenders. They they kind of blitz through them. Um, we we see a lot of different women get a chance. So important fight for these two at this stage of their career. Yeah, no, I agree. I think <clears throat> yeah, I think with Angela Hill, uh, she reminds me a bit of Baddy Jack um, in the boxing because <laughs> she's in these close fights, but she doesn't do enough. <laughs> It just doesn't do enough and it's not pleasing in the eye. I think she's in the wars and everything, but I just feel she doesn't do enough and doesn't, maybe like you mentioned about the power, doesn't generate enough power to kind of control or, or get the decision. So sometimes in the way she fights or kind of it goes against her. Um, but, but I know she's been begging for this fight. It's an opportunity, but I think Torres, you know, she wants she wants to put an end to this. As quickly as possible, yeah, you know, she's yeah, looking for so. you know, moving up the rankings. She looked good up. She's fiery, yeah. man. She's fiery. So, as I said, man, it's got a scrap mm. written all over it. Um, if I had to pick up, 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 just go with Torres, just because Angela Hill seems to have that bad luck with the judges. Um, yeah, I, I, I would just say Torres. Um, yeah, and then the fight to open up the card is in the bantamweight division again between young five I'm right I believe he's still under 25 I'm thinking he's like maybe 24 now Son De Jong um, Chinese fighter fights out of um, Team Alpha Mel and he'll be up against Casey Kenny um, Son De Jong is, is, is a guy who's rated as really talented has a lot of power um, sits on his punches. 
but recently it's been a bit dicey for him. Um, been a bit dicey for him, yeah. Let's quickly bring up his record because I can't 100% remember the fight that he got a close... I'm thinking it was Chio Vera. Yeah, he got the win against Chio Vera and, I mean, a lot of... I, I, I remember I had a bet on that fight. I had a bet on him to win, so I was happy he won. But, yeah, he... he a lot of people feel he got away with that one. Um, he lost out last time to Kyler Phillips, who lost last weekend in a decision that kind of was a bit weird because, if anything, she kind of should have been a draw. But anyway, um, Son Leong, yeah, he's young, he's talented. Um, and Casey Kenny brings it, man. Constantly walks forward, pressures you, doesn't slow down. He's got some good experience behind him. He's... he's He's fought some good fighters. He's fought um, Marab. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce his last name, but Marab, um, who fights out of New York. Um, a Sarah Longa fighter. Um, good, good wrestler. Kenny's a good wrestler himself, but he got he got thrown around like a ragdoll in that fight. Um, last time out, he had a split decision to loss to um, former Bantamweight champion and the GOAT at Bantamweight. Dominic Cruz. Um, I think he clearly won one round and I think he clearly lost two rounds. Um, but he's, he's always he's always in a fight. He's always in it. Um, so yeah, Kenny's a good fighter. I don't know if this is what Song um, Song needs right now. Kenny will bring the pace, man. And, and he just doesn't slow down and your dong does slow down. So if he doesn't knock him out in the first round, he's in trouble. If he goes past the first round, he's in trouble. Um, Kenny's got a chin as well, man. So, yeah, I, I would go with Kenny with in, in this one. But it's a decent fight to open up the card because the pace of these guys to, to, um, is, is quick, so they'll be going at it. For how long that lasts with Song, I, I don't know because, as I say, he's very, very powerful guy and carries that weight. Um, so, sorry, carries that muscle and, and slows down. Um, but it's a good fight to open the card. Um, we've got some news to get to after, so go through um, some of the prelim stand-up fights. There's a, a, a couple and there's an early prelims fight that I just want to quickly mention, just to keep an eye on. Got nothing really on the back of them, but um, Bobby Green versus Rafael Faziz in the Lightweight division. Faziz is from Kyr- Kyrgyzstan, if I'm right. Um, the same nation as Valentina Shevchenko. He's a Muay Thai champion, former Muay Thai champion. Um, if you get a chance, watch this fight, man. That's the, that's the best thing I can say. He's fighting the veteran Bobby Green, who had been on a three-fight win streak and lost last time to Tiago Moises, who we spoke about a couple of weeks ago because he lost to Islam Makashev. Um, but Bobby Green in his career has, has, has fought the likes of Thompson. Um, he's lost to Dustin Poirier. Got a victory over Clay Guida, I think, last year. In, in the, he fought like three times last year. I think this will be Bobby Green's 40th fight, so he's a veteran in this game, man. A veteran. Um Faziv's last time out 
beat um, Maya Kano, who came up from featherweight. Maya Kano is a good fighter as well, and you knocked him out. So this will be a scrap. Faziz is one to watch, man. His striking is phenomenal. Top, high-level, high-level Muay Thai practitioner. So if you get a chance, watch this fight, man. It'll be a big fight. Um, there's a women's strawweight fight as well between... Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> oh man, I was gonna mess up her name. that name, boy. Yeah, I, I don't even I disrespect, I don't even want to try it. Carolina Kowalko. Uh, Carolina Kowalko. Uh, oh god, I'm butchering it. <laughs> right. Carolina. Sorry, Carolina, if you're watching this, sorry about this. Carolina, Carolina, um, I remember at the beginning of her UFC career, she, she she was impressive, man. A couple of good wins, Polish girl. So obviously there's um oh my god, I'm gonna forget her name as well. I have to get her name. It's, my mind has gone completely blank. It's a disrespect. I have to apologize because she's the champ, she's former champion. Um, like go. Ah, Joanna Janjic. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I can't believe her name. Um, Joanna. Yeah, Luana, yeah, Luana kind of destroyed her. That was when Joanna was in her peak. Um, she's lost four in a row. Feel sorry for her, man. She had a bad, bad knockout to start that streak. I remember, oh, man, one of the worst women knockouts you're going to watch. If you get a chance, watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Andrade KO'd her. Um, and then after that, she lost the decision to Watterson, Grasso, and, and Yan, which... Don't get me wrong, man. Yang Wanan, they, they, they're good fighters. They, they're really good fighters. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, it's just she took some damage, man. She took some real damage last time out. Um, and you could question that fight should have been stopped. Um, Carolina has heart, man. She's a tough girl. She'll carry on fighting. Um She's fighting, sorry, Jessica Pena. Didn't even mention Jessica yet. Jessica Pena, who had been out for, I believe it's four years because of a failed drug test. Um, yeah, she, she's had hard times, man, dealing with getting back fighting. Was broke because she's not earning no money, you know what I mean? So, yeah, she, um, it's good to see her getting a fight and get paid. Would love her to get fight at night bonus or something. Um but yeah, just look out for that because Carolina, she does take a lot of hits and both of these girls got something to fight for. Um, and in the early prelims, um, one of the first fights on the card um, is in the flyweight division. Manal Cape versus Odie Osborne. Osborne is a, a teacher from right, if I can remember him. He's a, he's a teacher. Um, yeah, interesting character. And um, Manal Cape, Came from rising with a with a um, a good reputation. Started his UFC career not too well. Um, fights out at AKA Thailand. Um, yeah, so that's that's another one just to keep an eye on. Um, and we can go on to the news now. The news that have been coming out recently. Um, Last night, this one broke. Yuri Prohaska will be the backup and um, will serve as the backup in the lightweight, light heavyweight, sorry, title fight 
at UFC 267 between Jan Blachowicz and Glover Teixeira. I hope nothing happens because I I want to see Teixeira at 40, 40 yard get his title shot. You know what I mean? It would be a shame if, if he, especially him, was to pull out. Either way, if Jan pulls out, it's not going to be a title fight. So, yeah, hopefully it goes through. Praska is still young, still fresh. There's still another fight out for there if, if he wants it against Rakic. Rakic is kind of going at him, goading him, saying that, listen, I want this fight, and da, 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 whatever. Um, yeah, so if he doesn't fight on that night, um, as I said, he, he, he's kind of next in line for the title shot anyway. But um, yeah, that news broke yesterday. Also, a few days ago, it was made official, the lightweight bout, at UFC 267, October the 30th, and Abu Dhabi on Fight Island will be Islam Makashev and Rafael Dos Anjos. Finally, finally, these two men's fight has been booked. Dos Anjos has been going at him. At, yeah, looking forward to this. On, on Twitter. This is the kind of name Islam kind of needed. Habib had to go through Dos Anjos as well on his earlier in his career. Um, is it going to put him next in line if he beats Dos Anjos? I don't think so. I know his team kind of believed that, um, that he could get pushed. Uh, I personally don't think he would. I think he would have to beat Dos Anjos and win one more. He's already ranked number five. Dos Anjos is ranked lower than him. So, yeah, I think if he beats Dos Anjos, I think he probably have to do one more fight. Depends about timing and stuff. Because obviously, yeah. um, with Gaethje and Chandler like they're fighting you would think maybe that's the one of those two possibly possibly yeah it's a good shot possibly um, if it falls in line for the, the title because obviously the title fight hasn't been announced between Poirier and Oliveira so we don't know a date for that so yeah um, yeah looking forward to that one um, now this fight apparently has been agreed by both sides they both say they're on it but I also read something today where Luke Rockhold apparently uh, kind of dissed the fight. So basically, at middleweight, Sean Strickland, who won on the weekend against um, Uriah Hall. Sorry, Jesus Christ, going blank. And against Uriah Hall, um, Strickland won that comfortably and won all five rounds. He was never really in trouble. Um had um, Uriah's back a few times. Looked like Uriah was ready to kind of quit at one point as well, to be honest. Um, so it's a huge fight for Strickland, obviously. Rockhold wanted a fight. He wanted a bigger name, to be honest. Um, yeah, so Strickland's reaction, because Luke was kind of like, kind of, you're giving me a kind of nobody. And Strickland obviously said, this guy's a, a mafia prick and he thinks he's, you know, he thinks he's something. So, yeah, hopefully Luke wanted a fight. To be honest, just take the fight, Luke. Strickland's coming off a... He's on a good streak at the moment, so you can take that momentum and you beat him and then you put yourself in a position to get big fights and Luke Rockhold will never be far from the title. You know what I mean? Former champion and stuff. So, yeah, that fight seems to be agreed. Not official, but hopefully it gets made official soon. Um, news that you saw... About Chad Mendes. Yeah. 
Yeah, the former lightweight, um, featherweight, sorry, contender. He's joined Bare Knuckle Boxing. Um, which is interesting. Chad had been done for drugs before, apparently. Um, hasn't fought for eight years now. I think he retired. So, yeah, he's going to jump into Bare Knuckle. Um, Bare Knuckle is signing some fires at the moment, man. So, it's a lot. It seems like there's a, there's a market money. Hmm? And I've blown up a little bit. I know there's some mm. retired uh, fighters going into the bare knuckle now. Um, yeah. Now Chad's the latest one to go in there. Yeah. Don't know if the money's running out a little bit. Um, yeah. But again, it's another avenue for him to kind of go in, go into. So be interesting. Yeah, swing some fish, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. On the weekend as well, this is actually the first time that I've really watched a Bellator card. Because to be honest... Being from England, yeah, you ain't really got time to watch all of this shit because I need sleep. You know what I mean? Like, Bellator, a lot of the time comes on a Friday. Yeah, for real. And that's all finishing at, what, four or five in the morning. And then the next day, UFC card, that's five in the Like, nah, that's too much, man. So I have to commit to one show and I commit to UFC. That's, that's, that's the show for me. That's the promotion. But I actually... Didn't watch UFC this weekend. I watched um, Bellator because there's a lot of hype. This is the, the featherweight Grand Prix, Grand Prix, sorry, in the final. Unbeaten AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull, who's a double champ, lightweight and featherweight champ. So it was talked about as maybe the biggest fight in history for Bellator. So I thought, fuck it, let me just watch it. Um, it was a it was an okay card. Three of Habib's um, fighters were on the card as well. Um, Asia McKee won by first round sub. Yeah, like, it, it's crazy, man. It, it, obviously, the talk now comes about cross-promotion fights and saying that Asia McKee would be the top featherweights in the UFC. And, and maybe he would. I mean, he's the perfect, he's the perfect length. Um height, everything. So he's talented. He's got submissions in his game. He's got striking. He he, he did a head kick to Patricio, kept Patricio on his back foot kind of early, um, threw a head kick, wobbled Patricio, um, then got him in a clinch, gave him a quick knee, and then got on the guillotine, standing guillotine. And um, yeah, Patricio went out for a split second, once he let go of Patricia and I was alive again, was obviously disputing the decision and whatever, but yeah, man, AJ, AJ looks impressive, man, wins a million pounds as well as the title. Um, so yeah, good look for the young guys, he's a young guy as well. Um, and as I said, three of Habib's um, fighters. Yeah, fight go a long way. Yeah, yeah. Three of um, Habib's fighters were on that card as well. His cousin, Usman Namagomedov. Um, Robert Dadnov. Yeah, I might be wrong. <laughs> and Islam Mamedov. Um, they yeah. all got, got victories. Yeah. So Habib's 3-0. Oh, he was 3-0 on a night. One of them fighters, I think it was Islam. It was a bit dicey, to be honest, that decision. Um, and his other two fighters got a knockout. So, yeah, that was comfortable. Um and there's one more piece of news, which is an interesting one. Me and you, I think we'll end up talking about this one for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Stephen Miocic, who we spoke about in the last show, apparently 
Dana White has confirmed that he offered he's offered um, Stipe a fight with John Jones. Stipe has accepted, but John Jones at this point hasn't accepted, hasn't really responded. So is that? I mean, it's not his title rematch. Obviously, he's gonna accept it. It's a huge fight, and it gets him straight back in there, and put some respect back on his name. You know what I mean? A victory over John Jones. What do you think? Should John Jones accept it for one? Um, like I said, he's he's moving up from light heavyweight uh, to heavyweight. I th- I think for for Stipe, I think he's hard done by because you know I think he he should be in line to fight in Ghana again. Um, I think I don't know whether or not. Dana thought, you know, give him, you know, a big fight like this for him to kind of get in. But does he really gain anything from beating Jones? I know the name and everything, but you know, if 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 he if he beats Jones, everyone would say, well, Jones, you know, the step, the step up was too much. Um, I, for me, I think, you know, I, I can understand why the, the fight was given to Stipe, but I think for Stipe, I think he wants to be looking to regain that title. He won't be happy with the fact that Ngannou's got that title. He'd be aiming to try to get that title back. I think it's a bit of a swerve. Um, for him because now you know he's got this fight but like I said it's an interesting fight it's a fight I'd like to see um, I'd like to see what Jones is like a heavyweight yeah. and, you know I know Jones has got he's got the mindset to kind of you know fight in Garnu that big fight looking for that big payday um, but I think it'd be an intriguing fight but if those two did fought I'd still fancy Steve Pay to get the job done yeah interesting fight man I, I think look at the end of the day Steve Pay is the GOAT at heavyweight so for John Jones if it's a win-win for John Jones I mean obviously it's not the title fight but there's risk in it but listen you're a fighter at the end of the day you're a prize fighter so you go and beat the GOAT heavyweight we know John Jones John Jones will let everybody know that you know what I mean I'm the GOAT at light heavyweight and I've just beat the GOAT at heavyweight and you'd be right so right now he's not going to get the fight obviously the, the argument is going to be the pay isn't it and they're not going to increase his pay to what yeah. what he wants to fight Stipe. That's not going to happen. Does he accept a little bit of money, less money, beat Stipe, put that respect back on his name, put him back in the limelight, take that GOAT heavyweight status away from Stipe, and then now he's got more to bring to the table in the negotiations for a fight with Francis, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know if I don't know personally. I don't think he's gonna accept it. I I, I don't think he will. Um, and then it kind of leaves Stipe and kind of, as I said, back in the same position. So he's obviously gonna accept it because if he beats Jones, you know what I mean. As I said, it puts the respect back on his name, saying, "All right, look, I just beat the light heavyweight goat. Come up here, thinking he could play with the big boys. Beat him up. Give him my damn." You know what I mean? Give my fucking title shot. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, I, it gets it gets one another thing for gets uh gets uh Jones off um, Dana's back about the money situation for the heavyweight if if Stipe kind of goes there and beats him. Oh, for for Dana, yeah, it just but at the end of the day, I think he knows. I mean, how much money would, would does Jones um bring in? Maybe not as much as he thinks. So maybe what you're saying is right. Maybe he wouldn't even care if Jones lost and just said, look, you lost me. I don't know. I think he wants to put in the big fight. So he wants to give Jones the fight, but he doesn't want to give Jones the fight for the money that he wants it for. So 
I think if he does do this fight against Deep End, he beats him. As I said, he brings more in his in his bag. You know what I mean? For for negotiations to say that, listen, man, give me my dough. Let me beat up Francis and let me become the best ever. You know what I mean? So as I say, I don't think Joe's gonna accept it, man. That, that's that's not what he wants. Yeah. He just wants to come in, fight the biggest, scariest guy, make the most money. If he wins, he's the GOAT. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd be classed as untouchable. You go up to heavyweight and you beat the biggest, scariest guy. But then again, if you beat Stipe, you're beating the best heavyweight guy. So I would like to think he's going to accept, but I, I don't think he is. No, I just don't think he is, man. Yeah, I, I think Jones likes the idea of being a champ, champ, you know, kind of having winning two belts um, in two different divisions kind of follow what Connor and um, others have done in the past so yeah it's definitely understandable isn't it like, that's what everyone was kind of chasing you know what I mean so boy I don't know man um, but that's it that's it that wraps up the episode man that's our first one on the UFC so I don't know if people think it's good hopefully people will listen to it we've got to get as I said we've got to try and get these out there and and get people to to listen to it. So, um, yeah, respect David for for yeah. jumping on this. Um, and yeah, next episode we got a we're going back to football because we have got a nice little football one lined up. Um, so yeah, I'll let you talk about the episode. Yeah, a lot of things have been happening in that. Yeah, now it's obviously it's been our first episode. Uh, you know, solely just talking about uh, MMA. Uh, so yeah it's really good Rem uh, but obviously like you mentioned obviously the next episode is solely about football a lot's been happening so I don't want to divulge too much on it but I just want to say uh, you know hopefully everyone would listen to it we'll try to get as much content out as much as we can um, regularly try to be a bit more consistent with it and hope everyone you know and promote and promote that's the big promote, thing yeah. Promote, man. yeah so yeah try to get out there promote and hear what everyone th- thought about it. Uh, but yeah, been a brilliant one, Rem. On to the next one.